Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. It's going to come up. I mean, for international students or those who've been interviewing US, Canada, UK, Australia, Russia, and so on. Now, why did you pick this office out of all the others you could pick? The question is more relevant, obviously, in countries that have multiple offices like the United States and Germany, and to some extent, even Canada. But it applies anywhere. I mean, you know, in South Africa, you could go for Nigeria, South Africa, you could even go for Morocco and so on. So why did you pick an office? And what I find is candidates invariably choose very genetic answers. These responses, you know, they want to make me cry sometimes when I listen to them because they have no reason for choosing this office. And they're basically giving me a poorly contrived response. And, you know, as a partner, final round, sure, I may not ask the question, but I'm going to read your file. You, Someone's asked you this question. And I look at this and I think, okay, so I've got five people, two Stanford, one Harvard, one, I don't know which school it is from, maybe a local school, and I've got you. Now, why should I take you? You know, you've, you've got very basic reasons for wanting to choose this office. You've got very poor understanding of what we do. And it sounds as if you're trying to come up with reasons for why this office. It sounds as if you'll join any McKinsey office. And you're just trying to kind of find a reason why this office, because we called you for an interview. So I'm going to give you some examples of you know, how we've developed storylines for people for offices. And these are all real storylines. We didn't make up stuff. We just took their context and stamped it onto their story so that it was, you know, as the Dean of Admissions at the Harvard Business School says, we don't want to hear a unique story. We want to hear a story that only you can tell us. And what does that mean? Well, it means that you can have the most boring story in the world, but if it's truly your experience, not some genetic experience you read somewhere, if it's truly your experience, I will hear the individuality of the story in the content. Even if you were flipping hamburgers at McDonald's the whole of summer, your experiences as articulated through your lens and your basically view on life will make it a unique story. That's what I want to hear. So be articulate and come up with valid reasons. So let me give you some examples here, right? Now, we once helped someone place into, we once had a candidate who was being interviewed in Singapore. And the Singapore office did all the interviews and came back to Kent and said, okay, good, but we now want you to interview for Bangkok. And, you know, when we were dealing with this candidate, we had never, ever considered Bangkok, Thailand as a destination for a whole lot of reasons, right? And it was always about preparing that candidate for Singapore. So the candidate spoke to him and said, you know, Michael, what do I say? You know, what are my reasons? I think the candidate had a good basis for how to position why Bangkok, but they didn't do a good enough job. So we helped them position it. So we gave them a very good storyline. And basically, the storyline we came up with was something like this. Well, you know, imagine the interviewers asking me, you know, why would you want to work in Bangkok versus you know, Singapore? And I said, well, there are a number of reasons. I think the first one is that if you look at Southeast Asia as a hub, Thailand plays a crucial role. You know, it gets something like $12 billion of foreign direct investment. And many major multinationals are based in Thailand. A lot of Western management practices, when they are imported into this region of Southeast Asia, they come through Thailand. So a lot of the critical issues facing businesses when they enter Southeast Asia are first going to be solved when they are based in Thailand. And I think that if I want to learn management consulting, 
It would expose me to the Southeast Asian context by being in Thailand, but secondly, expose me to multinationals that are facing some of the most pressing problems for the first time. That's exciting on the one hand, but it also allows me to work with companies who are facing very novel problems. That's the first reason. The second reason I wanted to point out is that if you look at my country, the Canada's country was much more or less developed in Thailand. You know, my country is maybe 10, 15 years behind Thailand. And yes, I could work in my country or I could work in Singapore. But if I worked in my country, I'm not going to be exposed to enough. In fact, I'm going to be exposed to just a very few problems because many multinationals are not based here. And I'm pretty sure that the complexity of the work we do in, in my country is not as intense as that what we do in Thailand. That's the first reason. The second one is that Singapore is a very different economy from Thailand or my own country. And the problem I have here is that if I'm based in Singapore, which would be very exciting, I'm going to be exposed to problems which are not necessarily problems that are important for my country. So if I work in Thailand, I'm being exposed to ideas and concepts that in a few years are going to be important to the development of my own region. And finally, you know, when I thought about it, I do want to give something back to my community, to my city. And I think that if I worked in Thailand, because it's a hub for the region, I'll be able to work on projects in my home country. But most importantly, I'll also be able to work in projects around Thailand and in Thailand that will expose me to new ideas and new concepts that I can take back. And I understand when I talk about taking back things to my country, it may not happen for a few months, it may not happen for a few years. But at the time when I decide that I'm ready to leave consulting and I decide to go back into business, I would like to be able to, you know, have been exposed to the right kind of management principles, which have the context that are useful to the city in which I was born. So, you know, a very good answer. No one's going to argue that, you know, choosing Bangkok for those reasons doesn't make any sense. It's just a sincere, sincere reason, right? You need to come up with sincere reasons. That's one strategy that we follow. Another strategy for why an office is just talk about the work the office is doing. In the first example I gave you about talent, we did talk about the work. I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail to protect the candidate's identity, but we talked about the sectors and so on and why that is similar to the work being done in the candidate's country and so on. The point is you've got to show a deep understanding of the office that you want to join. Show a deep understanding of the work done the sectors covered, the priorities. And people always ask, how do I find it? Well, go to the office website. It's all there. You know, if the office website and the office partners are publishing work about pharmaceuticals, then the, work, then the office is doing work on pharmaceuticals, right? That's the way it works. The only way you will have a bad answer for why you are choosing an office is if you haven't done enough homework to understand the office. And if you haven't done enough work to understand the office, then, well, you know, two things. Maybe you're not interested in the office. Or maybe you're just not a good management consultant because you're figuring the most basic thing, do your homework before you go into a situation, you know? So do your homework, come up with a good storyline. Again, it's not just the content, it's the way you deliver it, right? Each person's context is different. Understand your context, understand the way your image appears to the person you, with whom you're interviewing, and understand the story that will make the most sense for you. You can choose basically an office you want, as long as you have a good story for choosing that office, you know? But you got to understand the office. The only time this fails is if you really don't have any reasons for choosing an office and you haven't thought about it. The bottom line is that you cannot choose these generic reasons for why an office. If you choose a generic reason for why New York, why Los Angeles, why Paris, why London, you're going to sound like everyone else and you don't want to sound like everyone else. So, you know, we have people writing to us and saying, you know, Michael, what are some of the reasons I would choose New York? And I always tell them, you know, think about planning for consulting like buying a bespoke suit. Each answer has to be tailored to you. So it's not about what's the right 
answer for that office. It's what's the right answer for you, right? The answer could change dramatically based on your background and based on your profile and how you've done in your interviews and some of the weaknesses you are trying to overcome. The moral of the story is that you want sincere answers that are tightly woven to your background and what you want to accomplish and the work the office is doing, right? If the answer is not tightly woven around those three things, then your answer is just generic and it's never going to work for you. It'll work for everyone else, but it's never going to work for you. And, if, and an answer that works for everyone is an answer that's not going to work for you. And sure, there's going to be all these urban legends about people who did these things and said these things and so on, but don't buy into them. It doesn't take a lot of effort to understand an office, understand the work they are doing and you know build it up. You've got to focus on taking the time to really think very carefully about why you want to do things. Show me the insights. You know, I always tell people, through your answers, show me the deep thinking that we look for in management consultants. You come up with a shallow answer, I'll think you're a shallow thinker. So all these things about, you know, what are your weaknesses? Why this school? Why this office? Well, bottom line is it gives the interview an opportunity to see how you think in a safe environment. You know, you've been thinking about an office for a long time, so it's not a surprise. You've been thinking about your school for a long time that you wanted to uh, matriculate from, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Obviously thought about your weaknesses, so there shouldn't be any surprises there. The point is they're putting you in a safe environment. Why? They're putting you in a safe environment with these questions to see if you're doing poorly because you just don't think clearly enough, because they can eliminate the reason of tough questions. If they give you an easy question, then clearly one of the reasons you're doing badly is not because the questions are tough. It could be other reasons. You're just not a deep thinker. You don't have any good answers. You cannot communicate. So people always say, well, I'm lucky I got an easy question. No, you're not lucky. You got an easy question because they're testing for something else. It's like a control, hold things constant, you know, and test for other things. And I do that a lot with cases. People know that. I start them off with a profitability case. Why? I start you off with a profitability case because I want to make sure the complexity of the case is the reason you are not articulate. If I gave you a different case and you struggled and sort of stammering your way through, then I'm not sure if it's because of communication or the difficulty of the case. But if I hold the difficulty of the case constant, I can test for other things. So be very wary of that. When you are getting an easy fit question, like, and I think why you chose this office, why you chose the school, what is your weakness, are easy fit questions. Then remember, the interviewer is trying to hold things constant to test for other things. And every interviewer is doing that. But if you know, you're like me, and you're planning your cases and your interviews very well, then that's exactly what you are doing. And of course, it's a technique that I learned from partners in consulting. So it's clearly a technique that's been passed down and other people are doing it as well. So think very carefully about why this office be able to talk about specifics, people if you want to. You can go at it, attack it from the macroeconomic perspective, like the Bangkok example, from a personal level of people you've met, projects you've seen, the revival of this. It could be anything, but it has to be tied to you closely, the work done in that office, and what's happening in that city. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.